Welcome to More Ask for What You Want. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to More. Ask for what you want. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of More Ask for What You Want. You betcha. Okay, episode nine. Forget the story of you cannot because you can. Of course, when I'm recording these, I have not edited it yet. And who does the editing sometimes decides to change the title. So this is the working title. So what What am I talking about today? Well, in speaking with a handful of women recently and over the years, I mean, even my own experiences come up with this one, having a team of people as an entrepreneur or as a corporate business leader, and yes, being that personality, you know, the visionary, the leader, again, the visionary, right? There is a certain personality that goes with that. Not always. And definitely, I'm not speaking just to those of you who are, but let's just say you're different than most of your team members, okay? And so maybe you're the person with the ideas, the visionary with the ideas, the person who solves the problems all the time. You even solve problems in your sleep, right? The person who wants everyone to get along and perform, the person who is always trying to remove herself from the day-to-day so that others can do their jobs, but it seems like you ruffle feathers quite often. And people point fingers at you, people on your team specifically, and treat you like what you're doing is wrong or not how they think it should be done. And you take it personally. You apologize and you say you'll do better or be more mindful or whatever the hell it is. But the truth is you're really minimizing yourself so that everyone will either keep working for you, like you, or both. You fear losing people. You fear you're wrong. You fear even though you work your ass off that you are somehow not big enough to fill your own britches. And so you always allow yourself to be the target for the people you employ. Wait, though, what? What? Wait a minute, what? (laughs) What am I talking about here, girls? Women? Females? Whatever you want to be called, okay? Anyways, I don't really care. I used to care. I used to care a lot. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, whatever. That doesn't even have anything to do with who I am. Who I am, of course, is a courageous female, right? Inside of myself. And I operate that way because that's just what I chose to do. And I believe that people listening, the women listening, that you've done the same thing, right? So you're a strong, courageous female leader. And yet you do this often. You do the, I'm sorry. You do the, oh shit, I'm wrong. And it's because you have a deep fear of not being enough or good enough and you overcompensate. 
And even though in these situations, you minimize yourself so other people feel better, the truth is these people probably fear you. They're not necessarily stronger or better. There's no really such thing as better anyways. That's such a subjective statement. But in our conditioning, of course, this gets all screwed up. And so in our minds, we could feel, oh, God, you know, I have to be better than my team or they've got to be better than me or they are better than me or, or whatever the argument is in your mind. You may feel they could be right about their assessments of you. And that's scary. That gives you a lot of shameful feelings, right? That you're trying to shove down or pretend don't exist. And even if they don't say anything really harsh to you, you feel in your mind, and I'm saying you actually feel in your body, <laughs> I'm saying in your mind, because you're thinking it, you feel they must think that you are wrong or you're not good enough or you're flawed in some way that you just shouldn't be in your position. Like you just stumbled into this position. How did you get there? Right? Those insecurities exist. And so now you might be paranoid about that. And you're worried you can't ever have a well-oiled machine when it comes to your team. And you're resentful of the fact that you have to keep apologizing. You don't want to keep apologizing. Who wants to keep apologizing? Nobody wants to keep apologizing and nobody wants to hear it. Because the truth is you're not actually apologizing for anything that you've done. You're apologizing for the fact that you breathe. And that doesn't really help anything. So let's get into the introduction here. Who's the good girl and who's the bad? I was always bad and tried to be good. I just did not fit in with the idea of what good was. It's not that I was in the world trying to do bad things. I just questioned authority. I questioned the status quo. And at times I felt I could do a better job at my work or in saving the world than others. How about you? Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. Well, you're in the right place if you have. Even as a kid, like I always thought I was trying to be good. And then I would be accused of being bad. And I was always puzzled because I thought, why am I bad? Why am I bad? You know, and I just kind of marched to the beat of my own band. <laughs> and I look back on it and I think, holy cow, I was intimidating people when I was a kid. And I used to be told that all the time, especially when I was in corporate, that I intimidated people and I could never figure out why. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I questioned things. Anyways, you must have felt this way on some level at some point in your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the podcast. And yet there's a part of you waiting to be proven wrong. Okay, not the mature adult you, but that old part that was conditioning to the girl who needs to fit in and take care of others first, or whatever stereotypical thing you were taught as a young girl. And those are a lot of the messages that obviously didn't serve us, right? And a lot of us have risen above that and we have been successful. But that doesn't take care of what's happened on the inside, okay? So the obstacles you place in your way start with you having to be the leader, okay? Like I always had to be the leader, right? If you were like me, you had to be president of all of the childhood clubs. Like I'd create a club and of course I had to be the leader or I would, you know, write a little play or something. I literally did this stuff in the summertime, unless I was selling treats and stuff on the street corner. But literally, I <laughs> always had a set up, you know, the little theater thing. And I was the director and the lead actress and singing. God, I help us all. I couldn't sing. But anyway, I always had to be in control. But who knew then what my trajectory was going to be? Well, I did. I knew I was always going to be doing whatever turned me on. 
And when I don't, I haven't felt very good about it. But there's always been people who judge, right? There's always been people who say you shouldn't be doing that. What are you doing? You can't do that. Well, why? I mean, I've had people say, men say to me, you need to be broken down. You need to be put in your place. Oh, all sorts of things, right? And the thing is, and this isn't about like trashing men because I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in getting to what some of these core issues are that stand in our way of being empowered and influential in that. And I'm talking true empowerment, not just power over things, control, people, whatever, talking about empowerment, right? So to me, <laughs> it was always about feeling like, oh, I see things from a different perspective. And many female leaders do. That's why you're leaders, right? And this only this issue only became an issue when I had to get on uh, with other people, like when I had to bring other people onto a team or I walk into a situation where there was a team existing already. And I had to get people excited about things and not upset about the other things that they were upset about. And like, I felt like I was always massaging this person, massaging that person, not physically, but emotionally, mentally, whatever. And I would sacrifice myself a lot of the time. And a lot of the time I would apologize for what, who the hell knows? or worry I was wrong or bad because someone disagreed with how I did my job or in the later years ran my business. Yes, always waiting, me, to be found out. And so if I was waiting to be found out, I'll apologize in the meantime, and then they'll forget that they're thinking I'm doing something wrong or something different or something they would do differently. Oh God, think about it for a second, how you might do this to yourself. So is this a problem? or I should say problems. <laughs> well, it is a problem if you are always apologizing or putting your team before yourself. You do that and the leadership loses its way. It does. Considering with others, you know, it's definitely needed to be connected to your team, okay? But you can't make it easier for them to do their job if they're not interested in doing that and they're just interested in poking holes in what you do, they need to want to do their jobs as adults as well. And so either you let them or you get in the way. That's a problem. When you get in the way, what happens? Productivity is an issue and revenue suffers. You can have a million ideas. Not all of them are going to be great. Obviously, some of them should be acted on. Some of them shouldn't be. But you don't need to feel like a loser or feel shame or any of these other rough emotions if not everybody is on board with something you want to do. But it is what you do, whether you're apologizing or you're pivoting to make other people happy, that you're missing the focus of being a leader, right? So productivity and revenue suffering are no good, obviously. So when you get in the way, by personalizing what your team does, okay, you're taking it all personally because the little voice inside of you is waiting for you to be wrong. You spend time proving you're good and a worthy leader rather than being the leader. Think about that for a second. Think about all those distractions that keep you from actually doing the job of leading. So no bullshit, no excuses, and not changing into a chameleon so others' feelings aren't hurt is something you've got to look at. Can I even do that? I'm afraid to do that. What if I fail at that? What if they're not all on my side? Well, you can't guarantee people are on your side. You don't live in their head. You don't actually know what they think. You think you do by the answers they give or by how they act, but you don't actually know. 
And so to try and control that by saying, I'm sorry, or acquiescing to things that you don't want to do as a leader, meaning taking you off of what your vision is, you got to look at that because those are the things that are sabotaging, not just to your career, but to your self-worth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot work your personal shit out in your business. Okay. You cannot do that because you don't have a well-run business. And again, you're not being a leader. And how are you increasing revenue if you're always trying to work out your personal shit in the business with your team? Okay. Like a lot of people walk out of there with all these voices in their heads of their team members going, oh my God, this, oh my God, that, oh my God, how am I going to see my way through? And then you're stuck in the mire of the drama and you're not leading. So the thing is, if this continues, another problem is you're going to have a turnover of people more frequently and never feel connected to them in a teamwork sense for any length of time. So what's the wake-up statement? Wake-up statement is you can keep trying to please your team by minimizing yourself, or you can instead direct, redirect, I should say, your focus and step into your leadership shoes and go toward the success you envision. What's the solution? Well... It's all about you. Why do you feel wrong and what triggers it when it comes to people on your team? Sit for a second and really absorb what I'm saying. See what that feels like, okay? Why do you feel wrong and what triggers it when it comes to people on your team? There might be more than one thing. And also look at what is the situation that you get triggered to feel wrong. Usually it's specific situations, right? It's not every situation. It's not everything you do, just certain things. What is it and why? Why do you feel wrong? Is it when you're excited and doing what you do and you ask your team to pivot or you want them to get on board with your new project and someone balks at it? I mean, that's just an example. There can be several. Or someone is just not having it. You feel like a little kid being reprimanded and you allow it in a way that has you apologizing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm like, I've uh, been there, done that. And just, it does not help anything. Okay. It does not. But you can't just stop cold turkey because you're going to have feelings of insecurity around it. And so you have to work through this and you have to do it slowly and in baby steps, I would say. So you don't want to be a bitch either. You want to be a leader. As a leader, you take responsibility for your shit. And at the same time, you don't give your goal a trip to the dumpster. You stay committed, you share, you don't have to explain yourself. As a leader, you may have to explain your vision, but you don't have to explain yourself. You can share to them how you process things. Like I come up with this idea, this is what I wanna do. And you set up maybe a system around it. This is the system for when I come up with a new idea of how we're going to go through this. Because a lot of times people that are visionaries you know, we have, I don't want to say a short attention span. It's not really that. It's that we want things to move quickly, usually. But we also don't want things to be a failure. And we also don't want things to end up looking horrible, right? In terms of, well, that's a mess. Why did I have them pivot from doing this, you know, whatever the goal was before to this one now? Oh, my God. And nobody's doing what they need to do and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you have to have systems in place, but this is more about the emotional and mental aspect, okay? We're not talking really about the tactics of 
what you need to have in your business. But what you need to do is to understand you do not have to explain your problems or anything of that nature. You don't owe that to people. If they have a problem with it, they're probably not going to benefit you for very long. And as they do not feel you benefit them and it's not right or wrong. Sometimes we have people on our team who, Hey, you know, there's just not a mutual benefit there. So you don't owe people apologies for what is ultimately your responsibility to lead, to be the visionary, to do your tasks associated with such and witness your revenue grow, right? Because there is the bottom line. Now, if you find your whole team not backing you, what are you doing against yourself, right? Because you are giving them, okay, I want you to really listen to this. I'm going to repeat what I just said, and I'm going to just give you a little explainer with that. If you find your whole team not backing you, what are you doing against yourself? You have to remember, people will treat you how you treat you. They are a reflection of how you treat yourself, okay? And so you may not even realize you're doing this. And that's why I'm saying this. And that's why I repeated it. Because a lot of times we don't realize, oh my God, I'm treating myself like I'm stupid. Or I'm treating myself like I just started this job yesterday. Or I just became a leader, you know, 10 minutes ago. What are you doing that says I'm not to be respected, trusted, or committed to? You're doing something. See, this is all wonderful because you can change this. You got to know. And a lot of times it's hard to know on your own. And obviously, if you need help, I have executive mentoring programs available that deal with both the personal and professional issues. You can email business at tracycrossley.com for that, by the way, because I'm getting all riled up right now as I'm thinking about, you know what, this is this is where female leaders can shine. This is where you can absolutely become powerful and influential in a way that you're not being if you are in this struggle with your team right now. If you're bringing your personal crap into the business, then you need to take care of that. If you have people who see things differently, but do beautiful work for you, sit down with each and see if there's a bridge without self-sacrifice to things working. Yeah. Because the bottom line is by taking small risks in these scenarios that I've just defined for you, and deciding you're the leader and what comes with it, you will feel differently. You will find that. You'll feel differently. You will find that you have an opportunity to take emotionally risky action. Okay? So just do a little bit of soul searching and learn you got to own your stuff. And this is painful and tough. But what is tougher is continually succumbing to feeling like you're wrong and apologizing. What's the wake-up statement again? You can keep trying to please your team by minimizing yourself, or you can instead direct your focus and step into your leadership shoes and go toward the success you envision. You have a right to empowerment. You get to choose to do the hard things, which means breaking these toxic work patterns, or you can continue to feel the non-committal or disenchanted tone of your team. Thank you. All right. It's wrap-up time. It's hard for women to allow themselves to make movement toward loving and respecting yourself, right? Yeah, it is. Then it is to help others to do it. Oh, let me help you to love and respect yourself, but I'm not going to love and respect myself. Literally, we are so good at this, right? Because we're used to putting other people first. It's time for you to embrace your feelings of being wrong. Don't fight it. Accept it and to take a giant leap forward into self-actualization because that my friends is what you're doing 
You can find me at tracycrossley.com or like I said, you can email business at tracycrossley.com. And we are undergoing website changes, which is wonderful. And this is the month of August, 2022. Uh, soon enough, we will have everything I'm talking about as far as the business programs uh, that we do with executive mentoring on there. And in the meantime, the podcast is listed there. So if you happen to want to go back to old episodes, they're listed there on the website. All right, you guys, you take care and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.